from Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I go solo to talk about the new soft lilac origami dress. I reflect on the year since I first put out the origami dress, things that have been disappointing me lately, prioritizing rest, and firmly saying no. Hey lovelies. So before I sat down to do this, I was actually curious what the first solo episode that I did, and it was actually the original launch of the origami dress, which feels appropriate. I mean, it it was nearly a year ago. That was August 2020. I'm now recording this in June of 21. And wow, how much has changed in a year? (laughs) I mean, the, I don't know about you, but the feelings that I was having at that time were just, everything felt like one big question mark. You know, we didn't, we were still in the thick of, pandemic especially like New York felt like it was just kind of coming out of it and it was just I mean it was just really uncertain the origami dress was the first launch that I did post pandemic and I had no idea what to expect I really didn't I had no idea if people were even interested in clothes period like I knew that I wasn't really looking to get dressed let alone my clothes let alone clothes that were to like go places like where people was going places ever gonna be a thing again and what does that mean for my company and what does that mean for me and for what I want to do and it's kind of contrasting how I felt then versus how I feel right now is weird (laughs) it's weird it's overwhelming it's 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 kind of crazy to think about that you know in the nearly year since things have settled for sure if not completely gone back to normal and I now I feel like I'm in a I'm in a good groove you know now now we've got a good thing going here and I feel like you know because we've been honest with each other I guess because we've been because I've been kind of keeping you updated through these solo episodes in that time then it's I I don't know that I, I it just it, it feels like we've been on this ride together and I can't think of a greater person to have on the ride with me. And then I was also thinking about, you know, in terms of like, ugh, I'm so sick of talking about the pandemic, but it's like, you can't, you can't not talk about it, but oh my God, I'm so over it. But, you know, in January of 2020, I made the decision to stop selling wholesale because I frankly wasn't popular enough. In order to make a wholesale line work, you need to make it up in volume because the margins in wholesale, uh, particularly when you're dealing with boutiques, are really, really low. And the way that you make up for it is by selling a lot. And I just wasn't hitting those numbers. And I didn't think that I was going to hit those numbers in any amount of time that, you know, maybe it would take 10 years, but I'm impatient. And then I was, you know... Never in my life have I been the popular girl, and I'm still not the popular girl now. Um, and I don't think I'm really ever meant to be the popular girl. I I just don't think that's me. Um, 
but I guess that's okay because I think that meaning happens in the in-between places if that makes sense I think that meaning happens in you know the conversations with the one person who you know you can count on and I feel like in this past year or almost a year when I have kind of let go of the need to feel like I have to be the popular girl where I feel like I found my friends if that makes sense I feel like I found my people and they're you (laughs) you know I feel like I found the people who I don't need to explain myself so much to and I don't need to think too hard about what I'm gonna say and I don't need to worry about being curated because I can just enjoy myself and especially when you're in an industry that is so committed to people feeling not good you know like let's get real most of clothing is just about how you know how you can make yourself feel better like we know that you feel terrible about yourself right now and if you get this skirt this dress this procedure and lose those pounds then you will feel amazing and it's all predicated on the fact that you're not enough it's always been about how we're not enough that's all that we've ever heard literally for our entire lives and the truth is that there are tons of these industries not just clothing um, but fashion is definitely a big one but fashion and beauty and medical does Botox count as beauty when I say beauty I mean makeup but like those like plastic surgery and that those kinds of things um frankly a lot of times like some of the whole blogging space can feel like that that it's all about how to make yourself look and feel like you have the kind of life that you think the people who you're watching have and nobody actually has that life and you know there are these whole industries that prey on our insecurities and it also feels like now they are hungrier than ever it's almost like we've gotten through this pandemic and we're all feeling a little off kilter because like hi global pandemic and then everyone kind of knows that we're all feeling a little off kilter because we're all feeling it and then there are some people who are just coming by with like that one finger that are just gonna flick and make you go just a little bit farther over and when you fall they'll be right there to catch you and then when you pick yourself back up they'll flick you right back down again and then you know you'll fall right back into their loving arms and you know with whatever product or membership or meal plan or whatever it is that they have that they'll be ready to save you I guess and then it's like oh god are we still talking about this seriously like there's so much going on in the world we already have so much to worry about and yet we still need to deal with this crap but I guess we are I mean we obviously are here we are and uh it's just ugh. that's that's really the only th- way that I could think about it. And honestly, something that has been really disappointing for me is seeing some really popular, particularly Instagram accounts, that's where I spend most of my social media time, but some really popular accounts push their super unhealthy relationship with food just disguised as like a meal plan or a health goal or something like that like it's sometimes it's clear when you're watching someone that you're like oh girl you have not worked through this at all <laughs> like you still have you still have I guess uh, you still have some thinking to do and 
because they live their lives out loud, they, I guess, get to think out loud. And sometimes when people think out loud, they say and do some pretty ridiculous things. And seeing that happen with some people who I have really enjoyed following for a very long time, um, it's disappointing. And it's for me, it's disappointing because generally I follow people for their style. And then you throw in all this like other diet crap and I'm like, Bleh. that's the only way I can think to describe that feeling. Just, Bleh. and you know, it's not to say that anyone owes me any particular kind of content. Obviously post whatever you want, talk about whatever you want. I'll unfollow you or I'll mute you or something, but it does just make me sad because it's sad to see someone get flicked over. You know, it's sad to see someone get sucked in that way and to get I guess involved that way I don't, I don't know it's just it's annoying it's on it's honestly just annoying and I understand that you know to a certain extent I have no right to tell anyone how to live their life but I also sometimes just want to like reach through the screen and just like take them by the shoulders and just just be like do you know what you're doing but that's not how life works and don't by the way when people do stuff that you don't like don't message them like don't don't do that. That's a bad idea. And also you'll just get yourself more upset. But yeah, so whatever. So I unfollow, you know, it's like, it's like the Instagram equivalent of setting boundaries, which I have to say is something that I have become better at over this last year, especially since I hurt myself, um, right before Pesach in the busy season this year. If, if you're not already familiar, I am, had a pretty bad muscle spasm in my back, uh, during, what turned out to be a really crazy busy season with the um, launch of the blossom dress and the foil floral flutter dress. And I I was putting something away in the like bottom shelf of my fridge. So I was bending over and some my back just completely seized up and I couldn't walk. I was like, it was, it was the strangest thing that had ever happened. It was incredibly painful. Um, I ended up back in physical therapy to deal with it. It, had, it went away completely after about two weeks. Um, but the first, like, three days were, I mean, pain is not even the word. It was, it was, it was wow. And it was explained to me that those kinds of injuries happen because basically when you lean forward, all of the weight of your body is essentially going to one part. It's like that one part of your spine that's, I guess, like right above your, like in between your lower back and your butt, like your upper butt basically is how I think of that part of the body. So when you lean forward, you basically, the entire weight of your upper body is being held by one muscle group right in that spot. And if you are tired, if those muscles are tired, then they, um, they, they decide to stop moving. Like they basically, they, they spasm and they, um, they seize up and they don't allow the muscle to recover properly. And, and then you can't walk. And the way that those, those muscles obviously get tired when you're not sleeping enough, and you're not taking care of yourself enough. It also had to do with the particulars of the way that I was standing. So I'd been packing a lot more orders than I usually am. And that involves standing over a table. So if you're spending a lot of time leaned over and all of that, um, I needed to completely rearrange the way that I work my company, the way that I work my life to avoid getting an injury like that again. Because I mean, it's, it is an overuse injury, but most overuse injuries, they will creep up on you. (laughs) So, you know, you'll, you'll see, like, I have this one spot on my upper back where if I'm not, like, if I'm not eating right or I'm not taking care of myself or whatever, then I, 
feel it in my, like I, I start to feel like a little twinge and that's my cue to be like, okay, like you're stopping to work early tonight and you're going to just lay in bed and watch some TV and you know, take it easy and let yourself rest and all that. And that kind of does the trick, but you have that little warning signal. And with a muzzle spasm, it's not like that. It's everything builds up and builds up and builds up until it explodes. And I'm sure there's an obvious metaphor in there somewhere, but it's, that's just the way that it works. So I needed to completely rearrange my life and how I work since, you know, since before Pesach, since April, because I, I needed to have that not happen again, because that was not something that I was looking to repeat anytime soon. It's still not something that I'm looking to repeat anytime soon. And that's, you know, with that, that's why I started doing pre-orders with the Black Flutter dress and um, so that I could properly allocate what I now think of as my back hours, which are basically just the amount of hours that I can be on my feet working um, and and do it from there and 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 just really make a lot of changes that, you know, setting those boundaries that allow me to be a more functioning human. And it's and it's really been working. And, you know, at the same time, in the same space, it's fascinating to me how in the same space as a lot of other brands and companies that are still kind of committed to pushing their particular vision of what our lives should look like and what we should want to wear and what we should want to be like that I've been able to run my life in a way that allows me to you know live and to kind of not be so engulfed by the hustle, 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 girl, boss mantra that I used to get stuck in all the time. And I still do get stuck in plenty of times, but that I've been able to consistently grow the company and not get stuck in that. I mean, this happened in April and it's June. So, you know, I've got a couple months under my belt, but I'm sure that I will regress in this plenty of times, (laughs) but for right now, I'm in a good spot with it. And I don't know. It just, it feels like there's, it feels like there's something there. I feel like it's been coming through my designs. I feel like it's been coming through in the stuff that I've been creating that, that there's calm there, that there's, they feel more peaceful. And that is, yeah, that, that's been really great. And it's been easier also. It's been, you know, I love designing and I love creating stuff and creating from this place of putting taking care of myself as number one has been has been a really new experience for me as opposed to because you know previously a lot of times you know I don't spend most of my time designing I spend most of my time running running a company and that includes a variety of very boring things and in what becomes a laundry list of things that you have to do designing gets added to that list and it can very easily start feeling like a like a chore and it definitely felt like that for a little bit and then it stopped when it when I was able to put it in a place where it felt right I guess I don't know if that even makes any sense but I don't know feelings are hard to explain like that I guess I mean I think that I think that really the it boils down to the fact that I've really just been getting better at actively taking rests and saying no to people and things that are just not doing it for me anymore and that has been really really freeing I recommend it by the way if you've been feeling like there's too much going on or that there's too much for you to keep up with or there's just 
just too much, take a break. See what you can take off your plate. See what you can remove from all of that. See what you can change in that way. And for me, one of the things that I have placed firmly (laughs) in that category of stuff I'm no longer dealing with is changing my body to fit some ever-changing standard. And this has been something that I think I've been dealing with. I mean, I don't even know. How long have we all been dealing with how we relate to our body? Our entire lives? Like, at least until we became aware that we have a body? I don't know. But it's something that, you know, it's not, it's something that comes and and goes and waves. And sometimes I feel really great about my body. And sometimes I feel less so. And sometimes I feel downright terrible. And, and it's ever changing. It really is. Sometimes by the month, sometimes by the week sometimes by the day, sometimes literally by the hour. We have all had the experience where you get dressed, you look in the mirror, you're like, damn, I look cute. Then you're going about your day and you catch a reflection of yourself like in a window someplace and you're like, oh my God, why am I such a hot mess all of a sudden? And then you're, and then in my brain, at least the next thing that comes up is like, wow, was I delirious this morning when I thought I looked cute? Or was I feeling, I don't know, did it, was I lying to myself? Was I, you know, do I just have terrible taste? why does that happen? It's like, no, because the way that we feel about ourselves changes. It just does. That's the nature of feelings, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a doctor when it comes to these things, but in my experience, that's where it's been. And I think that the thing that I've solidified for myself over the past year, and especially over the past couple months, is that I am done with trying to make changes based on how it'll make me look. I'm done with it. I'm all for making changes based on how they'll make me feel. You know, I'm all for cutting out the toxicity and for cutting out the people that do nothing but drag me down and for making time for the people who really energize me after we spend time together. But I am done hanging out with people because they're the right and popular people to hang out with. And I am done changing the way I eat because the because you know it'll make me thinner or smaller or whatever or more toned or something i'm i'm all all in to exercising to feel energized and completely done with exercise as a punishment and like i said this is an ever changing evolutionary thing and i'm sure that i've said this before and i meant it just as much then before and i mean it very much now And I'm sure that I will regress in this. And I'm sure that this is going to be probably just one of those things that I am maybe doomed to deal with my whole life. But right now it feels like I'm in a good spot with that. And I think that prioritizing me and especially prioritizing rest has been a big part of that. Rest. Beautiful word. It feels good saying it even. Rest is a wonderful thing. And it is something that, you know, if you heard the episode that I did with my mom for this Mother's Day, then you know how hard that is for me to embrace. Especially when, you know, you're in my line of work, when you're an entrepreneur, and if I don't work, then it doesn't get done. And for me, the mindset shift there was really thinking about this is like putting it on my calendar. 
literally I'm not even joking I will put on my to-do list for the day watch the show that I've been wanting to watch or lie down for an hour I have started taking naps in the middle of the day and let me tell you something I am not gonna stop that not every day but on days when I'm just not feeling when I feel tired instead of relying on sugar or I haven't um I don't drink caffeine but it's and I want to say why I don't drink caffeine and the reason why I want to say I don't drink caffeine is because there was to me at least I stopped drinking caffeine in um after high school uh because I noticed that I was addicted to it I was drinking tons and tons of it a day and I was non-functioning without it and I didn't like the idea of being dependent on anything even if it was something as benign as caffeine I mean like we're not talking about heroin but still I didn't like it. I also have to be particularly sensitive to it. So um, it dehydrates me. It gives me headaches. I get shaky. And I didn't like any of those feelings. And that to me is a reason to cut something out. You know, that's, you know, you know, you cut out caffeine if it makes you feel terrible. You don't cut out carbs because they m- might make you a little fat. Like that to me, though, that there's a huge difference to me there. And I don't know, maybe I'm maybe there isn't a huge difference. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making it up to make myself feel better, but it's, I don't know, to me, cutting out caffeine feels intuitive in a way that, you know, blanket cutting out other things doesn't. Um, yeah, but it's, I I didn't want to be reliant on it and I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't. And in the middle of the day, if I'm tired, I'm going to take a 45 minute nap and you know what? The rest of the day is going to go so much better. It really does. Instead of trying to push through it and to make things regardless and to, you know, accomplish regardless, it becomes, okay, can I rearrange things? Can something that I wanted to do at noon happen at, you know, five so that I can nap at noon? And it can most of the time. And that has been, and I understand obviously that, you know, my job is uniquely flexible in that way and that I'm the only person that I answer to. I also answer to my customers, but... I I am the only one in charge of my schedule and that's a huge thing. So yeah, I'm done changing my body to fit some amorphous standard that frankly I know I'll never reach. And it's it's so firmly on that list of stuff that I hope I never go back to ever again, but who knows. And that's that's a big part of why I love the origami dress. And I am so I'm still so proud of it. I'm so I'm really happy with myself that almost a year later, almost a year after creating the origami dress, I am still just as thrilled about it, just as excited about it, really just proud of it as I am any other, more than any than anything else that I've ever made. I mean, don't tell the other dresses, but you heard it here. I guess, I mean, there's something about knowing that no matter how I feel about my body no matter what my body looks like at any point in time at any stage in life if I am between a size 2 and a 24 this dress will fit and not only will it fit it will look so cool and it will just look so good and it feels like finally there's a piece of clothing in my closet I know will always be great no matter how I'm feeling finally I can divorce the way I look from the way that I feel you know I don't well listen we all have the clothes that we wear when we're feeling fantastic and the clothes that we wear when we're feeling less so and this can be both and all and none all at the same time the origami dress is designed to separate our bodies from how we dress them 
and it's not a tent or a potato sack or something that you could just throw on on top of everything else. It's a legitimate piece of clothing that looks legitimately good on all women's sizes two through 24, which is not all women, by the way. I'm not going to call it a one size fits all dress. It's not. Um, but it still covers a pretty large swath of people. And that's really, that's a really special thing to me to, to be able to put out into the world and to be able to create and, and to do for myself and hopefully for all of you. You know, I know that it's something that has been really life-changing for the many, many lovelies who have the origami dress in their closets. And it kind of feels like, yeah, I'm never going to be the popular kid, but I don't need to be because I don't, and I don't really want to be. I don't want my clothes to just be the popular trendy clothes. I want my clothes to be the ones that make the people who wear them feel like they are the most important person in the room. And I don't think that that will ever be a popular concept because I think that there are too many industries and there are too many people and there are too many brands that predicate on fixing our problems and that treat us as things that need to be solved. And there aren't enough people. And that's what you need to do to be popular, apparently. You need to present a problem and fix it. And I don't think that there's a problem to be fixed. I think there are just people who need clothes. And those are two very, very different things. And and that's and I'm and I'm so happy in my corner. I really am. I'm so 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 happy in my corner because I feel like this is the corner filled with the women who are going to change the way we talk about our bodies for the rest of the world. We are the ones who are going to change the way we talk to our daughters, who are going to change the way they talk to their friends, who are going to set a line around what we do and don't tolerate around us and create these spaces where you are deserving of everything life has to offer exactly the way that you are and that's my kind of popular like that's the those are the people I want to hang out with everyone knows that the popular girls are always like I mean they're great and all but mm, really the fun people are always on the fringes and and we're on the fringes and we're having the best time here and that to me is is really really exciting and that to me is really it's, it's a really special space to be in um yeah and 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 I can't believe it's been almost a year I still can't wrap my head around that and and it's it's been a really special year and it's been a really special journey that we've been on together and I can't wait for us to to continue on it and to keep doing it and to and to keep going more you know through more of that the origami dress is a dress that I created in August of 2020 that is one size fits two through 24 and the way that it works is that it is adjustable so when it is on the hanger or let's say when it's laying flat on the uh, on a table let's say or on the floor then it has a loose shape and then in the waist right at the you know right at the center front there are two buttons and then to the you know, immediately outside, those two buttons are in the center. And then immediately outside those two buttons, there are four button loops on either side and they all face inwards. So what you get kind of when it's laying flat is almost a trim effect of these loops that all point towards the center. uh, And there are four on each side. And the way that the dress works, the way that it is, you know, one size fits two through 24 without being a tent or a 
weird potato sack thing is that you simply close as many loops as you want to so if you wear a size 20 22 24 then you can either wear it fully open or just close one button loop and then you'll get beautiful draping and pleating and it'll look really nice on you and if you wear a size 14 16 18 then you close two button loops and you'll have two pleats there and again you'll get beautiful draping and it'll look really really nice on you if you wear a size 8 10 12 you'll close three and if you wear a size 2 4 6 you'll close all four button loops and what this does is that no matter what size you're at you can you know look and feel fantastic in it and assuming that you're between sizes 2 and 24 and for me personally so I wear a size 12 I fluctuate between wearing it with three button loops closed and two button loops closed because sometimes I want a more oversized look and sometimes I want the tighter look and you can also just make those decisions there there are plenty of lovelies who wear this piece maternity and they wear it throughout um you know throughout their entire pregnancy and they just you know kind of open or close as many button loops as they need depending on how close they are to delivering and then they have it as postpartum also so if you think about it you know if you start out and then you you know kind of open the buttons as you need and then close the buttons as you need afterwards um it's a very popular uh dress to wear to um uh to your baby's bris actually so that's you know something to something to have in mind and the new origami dress that's out today is what I'm calling the soft lilac origami dress so this is different from the previous origami dresses in two ways it's a new fabric and it's also a new color the color is lilac if you didn't gather that Um, but what I really want to talk about is the fabric so the fabric is 50% bamboo 46.5% polyester and 3.5% spandex and the magic of blended fabric so this is what we would call a bamboo blend because the majority is bamboo and that is that the magic of blends is that you kind of get okay think of this like the adventures the adventures are great on their own but when you combine them then everyone gets to use their strengths and like everyone brings out the best in everyone right so bamboo is a natural fiber that's really breathable it's super soft and it's very um airy and it is just perfect for summer and it's super 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 soft so that's but if you have a completely bamboo fabric a 100 bamboo fabric it's actually very delicate so we don't want something super delicate because like hi we have lives and we need things that we can you know wear and wash and live our lives in so that's where the polyester comes in by blending in some of the polyester uh polyester is known for its durability and it's something that you know most of your closet is probably made of polyester so you can have by blending in some of that polyester you get that durability so what you're essentially doing is that you're taking the breathability and the airiness and the softness of bamboo and you're giving it some of the armor of polyester and the um but without the you know polyester can sometimes be a little bit um uh what's the word like a little bit sweaty sometimes so you want to always use blends so that you take away some of that so you get the durability of the polyester with the breathability of the bamboo and then that little bit of spandex gives you some stretch because stretch is a beautiful thing we like stretch (laughs) stretch just makes things more comfortable in general um and it lets things conform to our body instead of us needing to worry about our body conforming to the pieces so that's how this fabric is different it's a bamboo blend that is soft and breathable and drapes wonderfully um the other fabric by the way is not going anywhere the original origami dress fabric is a linen blend that uh brings more of a stiffer quality again it was originally released in august so it was released as kind of a pre-fall fall piece so 
that's not going anywhere. It's still available. Um, actually with this, um, introduction of the soft lilac origami, I've actually also restocked the peacock origami in the original fabric. So all of that is up and, you know, ready, ready for you to try out. And, you know, if you're someone who loves the original fabric, I'm sure that you will love this fabric because it, has a lot more movement in it and it's much easier to wear um and this I really recommend is the summer option you know this is something that is designed to be worn and sweated in and all of that um throughout the entire summer so it it lays a little bit differently it drapes a little bit more it falls a little bit more um and it breathes a lot lot more but it's still everything that we love about the original origami dress so that's what's been going on. <laughs> That's the new dress. If you want to check out the new dress, then you can see it at impactfashionnyc.com. Um, you'll see it right there. Um, when you're, if you're listening to this around when it comes out, then it'll be right there on the homepage when you first come on. If not, you can find it just by searching for origami and it'll pop right up. And if you ever have any questions about this or anything that I ever talk about on the podcast, by the way, or any style, feel free to shoot me an email. It's Rifky, R-I-V-K-Y at impactfashionnyc.com. I'll put the links to all of that in the show notes. And yeah, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the origami dress, direct links are in the show notes. As you know, the Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 11 people listed by Ora Agunod as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant dash parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses, original music composed by Nisa Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rif Gitzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together. <laughs>